As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Last year in Kansas City, we had 150 homicides. About 40% of those cases in Kansas City remain unsolved. Many are considered cold. A heartbreaking reality for dozens of Metro families. It's not fair for his life to have been taken senselessly. Each victim has a unique story in life and death, with friends, family, detectives, and prosecutors all fighting for answers. We just want to know, and we wanted to be able to lead to the ending of curiosity of what happened that morning. That's all. Just one tip could help solve the case. This is Fox 4 Problem Solvers Crime Files, the podcast. I'm Kara Small. It started as a car crash. Kansas City police respond to 67th and Monroe around 4.30 a.m. The call isn't anything unusual for those officers on the morning of August 9th, 2009. Nothing out of the ordinary until they looked a little closer. Then everything changed. Inside one of the wrecked cars, officers find 26-year-old Carlton Temple. He's sitting in the driver's seat of a white Cadillac and is shot several times. Police say Carlton's car is still running as they arrive. Carlton dies there at 67th and Monroe, just steps away from a church in a neighborhood full of people. 67th and Monroe is a long way from Carlton's home, at least when it comes to his Kansas City life. The 26-year-old is from Overland Park on the Kansas side of the metro, about 30 miles west of the intersection where police found his body. Carlton worked as a business analyst at telecom giant Sprint. He was a father of three. The morning he died, his family said he was driving through an unfamiliar area of town. They say he was at 67th and Monroe in Kansas City, Missouri, and he was either heading to or coming from a friend's house in the middle of Kansas City, Missouri. The other thing that seems strange is that the killer took off and left Carlton's cash, computer, and cell phone behind in the car with him. Police say this is why they don't think Carlton was killed during a robbery. And that's about all they know about the circumstances surrounding his death. More than a decade later, Carlton's family is still wondering exactly what happened in the moments before he was fatally shot in 2009. Instead, they only have the memories of what they were doing when they learned what happened. Carlton's twin sister Carletta says it's still difficult to fathom her brother is gone. She talked to him less than two hours before he died. The two had plans later that day, but her plans quickly changed. About nine o'clock that morning is when the detectives knocked on my door. The knock was like so hard. And you know, we have a saying like, you're knocking like the police, like you're the police and it was the police. And so when I looked out the door, I opened the curtain to kind of look out because, I mean, if you ever had a moment where you just kind of freeze, because you have two Caucasian detectives at your door and it's unexpected and you have, it's like your mind is waste racing 30 miles a minute trying to gather what this could possibly be about. And instantly I'm thinking, 
all my people are saved. Like I can account for everybody. We're here. I said, what is this about? And I said instantly, who is this about? Because at that point, just something I knew wasn't right. And they were asking me too many questions like, who am I? Is anybody else here? Like, and I was like, this is about Carlton. They broke the news to Carletta that she never see her twin brother alive again. Then it was up to her to tell the rest of the family, including Carlton's mother. The news was understandably heartbreaking for her to hear. She was also concerned about how Carlton's other five sisters would handle the news of his death. It was such a good son that, you know, we were just sitting on the porch and I was like, look at me sitting with my son, you know, you just kind of proud of him, you know. It was beautiful, you know, I'm as proud as a mother to have had a son like that, you know. He was a very special person. He was always there if you needed him. He was a respectable son. Carlotta and her mother also had the burden of telling Carlton's father the horrible news. James says he will always remember that exact minute he heard what happened because of the pain. Initially, when she called me about it, it just, it's like I was in a boxing ring and got hit in the stomach because I went to the floor. As you can hear, Carlton was close with his large family. His sister LaShonda even worked with him at Sprint. I seen him every day. And it was not a day goes by that we didn't hug, kiss, and greet each other every day. He'd come over to my desk, and we both germaphobes, and he was always, sister, give me some of your germics. He was rubbing his, <laughs> my germics. Um, but to go back to the job, it was devastating. It was hard to go back to the job. While everyone in Carlton's family loved him, he seemed to have the strongest bond with his twin sister, Carletta. More on their bond and how the Kansas City Police Department is hoping to help solve this homicide after this. Hey, Crime Files fans, I'm Fox 4's Megan Dillard. Thanks for listening to Fox 4 Crime Files, the podcast. Just so you know, we're moving toward a more consistent schedule. Join me and Fox 4's Kara Small as we release new episodes on the first Friday of every month. To listen to current episodes of Fox 4 Crime Files, search for them on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, as well as fox4kc.com. When I'm not working to help solve Kansas City's cold cases, I'm working for you at Fox 4 in Kansas City. Have you ever wanted to hear more from a guest that we featured on the news? Well, you can on Signal Hill. From the airwaves to your earbuds, Signal Hill, the podcast, brings you extended interviews from some of the most popular people and topics in Kansas City. You can find Signal Hill at the same place you listen to Fox 4 Crime Files. Carlton Temple was always there for his twin sister, Carletta. She says the two shared an unbreakable bond. I didn't grow up feeling like I want a man like my daddy. I grew up feeling like he has to pass my brother's approval. And that's how close we was. He was my everything. He was my rock. I mean, he was the person I knew through the good, the bad, and ugly in life. We never went through nothing without each other. Carlotta says Carlton even moved home from college when he found out she was pregnant with her first son. He was going to college in Tallahassee at the time. He delayed his plans and instead moved home to stay with and support his twin sister. Carletta says she doesn't think she'll ever experience that type of love again. To know him was to love him. To have a piece of him, you were blessed. To have encountered him, he left you with something that was worth the while of you living by to this day. His standard in life 
spoke for itself. You don't realize how much you love somebody, how deep love is until you go through something like this and you lose them and they're taken from you involuntarily. I never knew that I could love somebody that much, simply put. You feel like you died with him. Carlton can rest knowing that even though they were young when he died, his nieces and nephews knew just how special they were to him. Corey Jones says he remembers feeling it. He was just five when someone murdered his uncle Carlton. Even though I was young, I still knew that like this is somebody I would look up to, you know, being part of like the cousin, younger part of the family. All our cousins probably looked up to him as somebody they would like to be. That's somebody that we was probably around most of the time because I seeing them, our, all our moms, us cousins, and then our, all of our moms, that's like somebody they would want us around because we knew that we were going to be safe around them and that he would teach us something every time we were with them. Each member of Carlton's family has similar stories and memories to share. The loss still cuts deep. And while they're surviving, Carlton's mother says it's not the same life they had before his murder. I didn't even realize that for maybe a year more I was living in a daze. I was literally like myself. I was functioning, but I wasn't myself. I wasn't making right decisions. I wasn't thinking right. But, you know, he left uh, his children behind and, you know, we try to have a, a, a give them an idea of what their father was, you know, the people he worked with were proud of him. They spoke so highly of him. It's just, everything was beautiful. I mean, he'll always be with us, but by believing in the Lord, it's the only thing that has really carried us through. Knowing that we we'll, might see him again if we can make it there, and knowing that he was only known to me temporarily, you know, and I was glad to have him, you know, proud to have him. Carlton's father, James, says he was also proud of his son and the life he was building for his three children. He was a very, very great young man. I'm very proud of him. He was a good hard worker. I, I could say that he kind of took it after me because I always worked all my life. Sure did. We all worked to keep ourselves busy, but in the back of our mind, we're trying to work it off, but it's hard. Even, even with closure, we still can't bring him back, but we're still going to miss him, but we keep ourselves so busy. You know, I do heating and cooling. Keep ourselves so busy that you know, try to just make do. Carlton's family says it's not fair that his three children have to grow up without their dad. They say they can't even imagine the fun he'd be having with them right now. It's difficult for his twin sister Carletta to express what she's lost. You don't know what you took in, in words is, is really hard to explain it, you know, because to express who he was, we can say it in words, but the community speaks for itself. Yeah, the, right. the people who he encountered, his co-workers, his uh, peers, his school friends, right. um, it, it, it shows for, it speaks for itself and who his character was. Yeah. And in 10 years, a lot, has, a lot has happened. Life has changed so much for us all. We find the pieces of how to cope and being just a, 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 a coping and adapting to this new normal. You find your way through life but you're never just healed. You're never okay. Our hearts will forever mourn. You know, it will forever be a piece of me, God. At the end of the day, I mean, you can't get back what you took. They also say they don't feel safe, ever, especially Carletta. She says she's always looking over her shoulder. It's, it's scary. You don't have no answers. It's the most uncomfortable, leery um, feeling that you live with. Because for the last 10 years, 
this is the the nightmare and the, the predatory part that my family has had to live with. We don't know who you are, but I'm sure you're very much aware of who we are. And that's uncomfortable, you know. You think about going places, you know. In 10 years, of course, we have learned how to live again. We have repackaged our life and readjusted it and whatever else comes with that territory but you never get comfortable being uncomfortable. But the family also says they refuse to allow Carlton's killer to control how they live the rest of their lives. Carletta says the family is doing everything they can right now to help police find that person. We went back and forth about what we can do um, as a family and what they can do as, as a squad. Um, but it all came back to relying on the community. As for police, detectives have worked on the case since 2009. At this point, Detective Kevin Bain says they've exhausted every lead and don't have enough information to help solve the murder case. There's no statute of limitations on a homicide. That case is open into perpetuity. But if there's nothing else to go on, unfortunately, it kind of just sits there. So we need additional information. The Kansas City Police Department is doing what it can. The department worked with a metro advertising company to put up digital billboards reminding the thousands of people across the area about the 2009 murder of Carlton Temple. The digital displays that Lamar has, there's over 40 of them in the city and they, they just randomly appear at different locations. It's a very prominent design that they do for us, so it's very eye-catching when people drive by. It, it, it emphasizes the amount of the reward and encourages people to contact us. Uh, it has a picture of Carlton up on the, on the billboard, so hopefully it just jogs somebody's memory as they're, as they're driving by and they will feel compelled to uh, contact us with anything that they may have. Carlton's family hopes the billboards will help police catch the person responsible for his murder. Carletta says that's when her family will finally be able to have some peace. We just would like to close this out so we can move forward and, and start that next stage of healing. He deserves justice. It's not fair for his life to have been taken senselessly and who, whoever and whomever is still walking the streets like this is okay and it's acceptable in our communities. It's not. If you even think that you remember something from August 9, 2009, between the hours of 3 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. that Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Come in, say something. You know, if it's, if it's, oh, I remember hearing the gunshot and looking at my window and somebody running this way. Or I remember him, I remember an argument and I didn't pay too much attention to it. Or the next day, whatever conversations, you know how it goes on and People are talking about it. If it's anything, don't be the judge of, it, mm -hmm. of if that information is relevant. Just We're just asking that you call tips and that you share. As for Carletta and the rest of Carlton's family, they're directly impacted by his murder. It's something they face every day. Carlton Temple's tombstone has the eerie sentence that his family says they took from his final Facebook post. It reads, you can die from someone else's misery. Someone has the information needed to put Carlton's family out of their misery. To be eligible for the $34,000 reward offered in Carlton Temple's homicide, simply call your information to the TIPS hotline at 816-474-TIPS. You can also email your tip to kccrimestoppers.com or send your tip through the Crime Stoppers app. You can download it at p3tips.com. To listen to other episodes of Fox 4 Crime Files, search for them on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as fox4kc.com. For Fox 4 Crime Files, I'm Kara Small.